Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 123 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, and I'm here as always with my very good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? I know how to count. One, two, three. It's episode 123. Yay! A, B, C. Easiest one, two, three. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got? And you probably have to be careful with, like, copyright stuff. But no, I'm covering it so I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, How does that work? Well, we pay a license. Well, so I'm going to, later, on the next episode, I'm going to cover some Michael Jackson or Jackson 5 songs. Please don't. Just for... <laughs> His estate is awful to work with. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll uh, cover some Weird Al Yankovic covers of Michael Jackson songs, like Eat It. I think that makes it worse. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. How about you? Pretty good. Did you know Weird Al asks... Mm-hmm. Every artist, yep, if he can do it, and he respects yes. the answer. I was just reading that the other day. Yep. Did you watch it too, or read about it? I, I've been following Weird Al. Yeah, for years. so he, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Paul McCartney said no, he couldn't. Um, and and what he, he will cover, he will do things at his live performances, but he will not record, record and and publish them album wise. Mm-hmm. So he gets permission from, even though he doesn't have to, like. There's a law, like he's doing a parody, yep. so he's not required to even get their permission, but he does so because he is an artist, mm-hmm. as as funny as he is. But and you know, you wouldn't think Weird Al would be like a standard. Mm-hmm. He is a very well respected person in the music industry. He is. He is. Like <laughs> people like are honored that he would do their songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Who knew we were going to talk about Weird Al today? I didn't. Well, no, because that's just how that is. Um. So, what is what? What are we going to talk about? I, I mean, don't know. In any any pre stuff we're going to talk about? There's someone right now going, no, 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 just talk about whatever yeah. Jesus stuff. Like we don't we don't want to hear from just you guys about your life. Why don't you tell the audience something that the audience wouldn't know about you? Oh dear. Um. Hmm. I danced for eight years of my life, and ballet was my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. And then tap was second. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if people knew that. Now, tap, people probably like, I could see that, but yeah. Well, I think there's a picture of you. There is a one in, I'm in a tap a costume. Tap yeah. outfit like, floating ta-da. on the porch social. It. It appears like once a year. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. I had a good pose. I had my hands right. Yep. So I just re- reenacted it for Josh here in the studio. So, um, yeah, that's something. How about you? Um, I mm-hmm. have over 2,000 pocket knives. <laughs> so if you challenge Josh to a fist fight, he's going to bring knives to the fight. Is that how that, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. 2,000 pocket knives. Over 2,000. Wow. Yep. Is uh, it like, was it your dad's collection or yours or did it? This is all mine. Just I yours. I haven't even touched daddy's yet. Does he have a collection so or he had one? The way, so my dad gave me my first knife when I was four years old. <laughs> and it, Did it, he ask your mother's permission? I don't know. <laughs> but it was the, 
uh, my dad's truck handle, like his CB handle, mm-hmm. was old timer. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about knives, there's this charade knife. It's called an old timer. Mm-hmm. Really, like it's kind of a. So it's these um, charade makes this knife, and it's like one of their brands under their brand is old timer knife. Mm-hmm. But old timer. And that's what his CB handle was. Mm-hmm. Well, these knives are that they come in all sizes, kind of like a buck knife, mm-hmm. and they have different kinds. Yeah. But the one he chose to get me was like seven inches long when it's closed, <laughs> and it's like ten inches long when it's open. Four years old. Yeah. <laughs> What's your mom like, <laughs> Gary? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but so. Knives have always been one of my things with Daddy. Uh-huh. And so whatever knife he bought me, yeah, he bought another one of the exact copy of the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I haven't had the confidence to actually go through them yet or not. But, I mean, whatever knife I have, there's a duplicate of at my parents' mm, house. Wow. That's a lot, and then, yeah. And then there's a bunch of them that he's like, if he could only find one, mm-hmm. he kept for himself. Yeah. <laughs> So you just have varying, just all types of pocket knives. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that is interesting. I did not know that. So, and if you see me, nine times out of ten, you I have got a pocket one in knife. A pocket. Yes, because we're like, hey, Josh, you have a knife? Yeah, yeah. So it always works. Um, so there's some stuff: ballet and pocket knives. Mm-hmm. No, who knew? We didn't. We didn't know. We yeah. didn't know that about each other. So now, <laughs> um, we uh, are gearing up for Easter. Yes. Just got through doing a. I got to do a little Tic Tac. Tic Tac ad and Instagram I like those ad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I was actually been listening to a uh, video of a guy that we've both watched before, Brady Shearer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. He's kind of the guy that we got the 167 from. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, he, w- there was a, he was doing a response to a podcast about this uh, author and software developer that was talking about uh, Christians should stay away from TikTok and Instagram because of its uh, addictive qualities. Mm, mm-hmm. And then his and his rebuttal was, um, and it's a twenty-minute rebuttal, so I'm not going to encapsulate all of it. <laughs> but he said the same things were the same claims, and he referenced them was made about the automobile industry when when the first automobiles came that out. Christians should stay away from automobiles? No, that they oh. had addictive oh. traits mm. that uh, people should stay away from and get attached to the go back to the real world. And these are claims that have also been made about music? Yeah. Okay, so I think we've gotten all of our technical kinks worked out. If the first seven <laughs> minutes sound like it's not... We don't know. Coherent. It's because microphones were going in and out, and (laughs) and we don't really know where it started, so we can't go back to that point and and start over. And we stared at each other. So anyway, and we did, and we're too far in to restart. (laughs) Hey, let's jump into what we want to talk about. All right, let's do it. Okay, which is I'm I'm still not 100 percent sure, but that's okay. So there were two. There's there's two things I want to share, and I'm really even at this exact moment. I already told Josh this, like struggling with how to. verbalize it not that i don't have the words anyway all right so there were two statements that i made on sunday in my message um on uh it would have been march 26th yes 
the March 26th message um, in our At the Cross series, week three. And then paired with that are these two, which I shared at staff meeting this week, there are these two primary, um, uh, like, calls or uh, purposes that I feel like the Lord has given, like, really um, just impressed on me uh, currently for our church. So I'll share those two first. Um, and it, you might think, and, and it, it is really difficult to say the words, but like, you might think, well, Shannon, this should always be your motivation. But when I say that the Lord has impressed it on me, I'm trying to avoid using the word burdened, but maybe that is the word, but I just feel a heaviness and a seriousness about this and that the Lord has just cranked up the, uh, the desire um, and the purpose, the call for for our church and for me in my role in our church, and that is to preach the the clear gospel message of Jesus Christ that He saves lives. And then secondly, and I do think this is probably this involves more of our people. Yeah, because this the second one is for people who are already believers, mm-hmm. and it's for them to wake up. Mm. It's for us to wake up, wake up to how God want not wake up so he can slap us around, but like wake up to the reality that, that he is good and big and powerful. And he calls us into this work with him. Yes. And so those two things have just been very heavily on me in a way that they have not been before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, and I shared that to a small degree at staff meeting on Monday. So there's that in my mind. And so I think just a lot of the things as I'm working on messages and and reading scripture, a lot of things are flowing out of those two um, impressions, you know, uh, that that the Lord has just kind of just weighed upon me. And, And I receive that. Like, I'm not like, oh no, I need to get rid of this. Like, you know, it's, it's a real thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were these two comments that I made Sunday that I, I wanted us to talk about a little bit more. And I'd love to hear your input on this, Josh. Um, just to, And the first one was, and it was the kind of the, the theme, if you will, of the message on March 26th that I repeated a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it's just this statement of there is not a more liberating, redeeming, costly, significant, or glorious work in all of human history than the cross of Jesus Christ mm. and just that reality. And, and, you know, we spent a little bit of time at the opening part of the, of the worship service um, or the message time. And I just really encourage people like take whatever knowledge and experience you have of the cross of Jesus and just focus on that for a few moments. Yeah. You know? So anyway, I, I don't know what's your, did you have any thoughts on that? Were you, did you have any, um, I don't know. Yes. Well, the word significant really stands out. Is in it that significant st- to you? Yes. <laughs> um, but because, yes, all those other like liberating, redeeming, costly, and mm-hmm. glorious work are all, yes, very, very true. Mm-hmm. But a Christian would be the only ones that would say that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Where the word significant would be um, 
across the board just for the fact that 2,000 and some odd years later, Mm -hmm. it's one of the, and I'm saying this as someone who's not a Christian, is that that event is still being talked about in Mm. every Mm -hmm. language and dialect. So to to easily, it is to say it is one of the most significant Mm -hmm. moments in human history is easy that Mm -hmm. the cross, the moment of the cross was one of, if not the most significant points in human history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because I don't know of anything in any other world history Mm -hmm. that would be taught in every country and every Mm -hmm. language. Mm -hmm. I can't think of one. I mean, and you're speaking from a total secular standpoint here, not... Not from a Christian standpoint. No, like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, the way we keep time, the years changed Yeah, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, every, I mean, yes, it, it, very, very, very significant. And, and, and to me, that's just like, that's the, you could try to plug your ears and your eyes to the liberating, redeeming, cl- costly, glorious work and just be like, no, 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 no. But it's like. Because of those things, it's like it trickles out still, and it still makes it very significant. Yeah, you you can't <laughs> even if you want to say you're not a Christian, you can't ignore mm-hmm. the impact it had on the world. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You and can't. it kind of goes into the conversation that uh, Brady Shear was having, or not conversation rebuttal the guy was having with um, this guy, and he was saying that the the guy. W- against Instagram and TikTok is saying the medium is the message. Mm. That That's not accurate. It's Mm-mm, the it's message not. affects the medium. It does. And um, as far as I can tell, with it being the only uh, event that goes across every continent, every country, and in, in every language, mm-hmm. it is the only event that has been carried over to every single medium that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the message overwhelms everything. Yes. Now, I, I might go, I, I might be, you could say the owner of the medium might try to control the message, but even that is impossible. Yeah. I mean, you this, look at... This message is too significant mm-hmm. and then too liberating, too redeeming, and too glorious. <laughs> too glorious. And I, I think I think it's funny that uh, this is what you want to talk about because that was Brady's actual rebuttal was... it's. A medium can't contain the glory. The glory of the cross. Mm. No, it can't. It can't. Yeah. Because and and when another medium comes up, it still won't be able to contain it. Mm-hmm. But it, but the medium will be impacted by it. Right. Right. And you think of every medium that's ever been created for people to to consume information, entertainment, whatever. Um, it has been used for good, and it has been used for evil. Mm-hmm. And usually, <laughs> and that's called life on planet Earth. Yep. <laughs> and usually, the most significant uh, productions inside of a medium have some form, if not, are the gospel. Mm. Like the most important thing ever printed, mm-hmm. Gutenberg Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> Some of the most important televised events because of the cultural impact would be uh, Billy Graham revivals. Mm, yeah, or like like uh, the Ten Commandments with like Charles yes. and, Charles yes. and Heston or something. You um, know, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, like one of the biggest the passion of the Christ. That that's one of the biggest um, yeah uh, groundbreaking movies to be ever filmed because of the way it was filmed. 
mm-hmm. um, is the passion of the Christ. Yeah. You know, the gospel has a way of not only shaping the medium, mm-hmm. but reinventing the medium to be mm-hmm. a better form of what we created. Mm, that's very true. I mean, and that's that's the, you know, what I talked about Sunday was the power of the cross. And I just, I mean, oh, I I am I am a, a limited person, mm-hmm. and I know that. Um, but like I I struggled Sunday with the message because I wanted so much to articulate the power of the cross and really I I'm have limitations but I just was praying and and I just want people to see it and I, I've heard from some people but I gotta say like I, I felt like there was just this this wall in many regards um for for people that I just want them to hear it and I just didn't feel like like they were you mm-hmm. know yeah I don't and know if that makes sense ooh, but. An, another uh, significance of the cross I don't remember how much how old this date is and I don't exactly remember where it came from but it's something I've mm-hmm. I've known since high school is that the cross is the third most recognized symbol in the modern world wow okay what are the other the other two is kind of weird I think you're still in yeah yeah uh, the first two symbols are the United States flags and <laughs> Superman shield <laughs> always bring Always bringing it back to D.C. Well, speaking of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> this is the other comment I made Sunday, which is this. There is nothing that the enemy can do to you that Jesus didn't undo at the cross. Mm. There is nothing. And I, and I really, like, I wanted to talk about this again today because I want the person who's listening to this, whatever you're doing, like, hear this reality. There is nothing, nothing that the enemy can do to you that Jesus didn't undo at the cross. That's the whole reason he went to the cross was to undo the effects of sin. And not just, and I talked about this Sunday too, but not just sin itself, like to pay for it, like the sins we've committed, but he actually died for our, the sin nature, which I just mentioned is, I said that's called life on earth, is the fact that there's the struggle between good and evil. And he died to our sin nature. And that for me is like where I desire for the spiritual light bulb to go off in people's hearts and minds um, for them to realize I don't have to continue to struggle with my sin nature, that I can give that over to the Lord. I can confess that. I can repent of that. And it is a, it's a daily work, but a dying to ourselves and a realization of it, a recognition of it, so that our sin natures c- come under the authority of Jesus Christ instead of us continuing to limp along in our own nature and then occasionally going, oh, thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Like, there's a power that God bestows upon his people through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And I want us to get that, get that, get that. And as we get that, I think there is an awakening in our hearts. There's an awakening in our spirit and how we worship and how we study and how we are together in community and how we serve other people and how we treat our families and our friends and our coworkers. And that we feel like we have this, um, like a passion, a mission to share the gospel of Jesus versus limping along and, you know, popping into church every now and then. But it becomes like the overarching, completely overwhelming 
motivation for our lives is to live in the power that that God gives to us through the cross of Jesus. Mm. <laughs> that's mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And that's what I want for us to know. And okay, so story time. All right. Uh very first what I would call sermon I ever preached. Um I was not I was the middle part-time middle school youth director at a church and we had a sun one sunday night a month uh contemporary worship service so okay. there was no contemporary service that solomon's porch we hadn't started it yet so uh this was in the you know 99 2000 okay era and um so one of the sunday nights and it was like no one else was really doing contemporary worship like that so like other not youth then. groups other youth groups would come to the sanctuary at the church and yeah. and so we would have two three hundred people in in the sanctuary on a sunday night adults and students oh wow so it was youth youth yeah. led but anyway and um the youth director asked me if i would do the message and i was like okay so and i'd not i mean i'd taught middle school students but i hadn't you know so i, I call it my first sermon yeah and i talked about um ephesians 4 where Paul is writing, and you can go read later in Ephesians 4, like verses 17 through 24, but the, the gist of it all, um, well, I do want to read a little bit. <laughs> Paul writes, so I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, all right? Or he would say with, with God's authority is what he means there, that you must no longer live as, as the Gentiles, as the people who do not know the Lord do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. And, and Josh, that is what I am like. I feel like that's where the battleground is right now is the hardened hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that, that's where my, my focus is right now. Um, verse 19, it says, Having lost all sensitivity, talking about the hardened hearts, They've lost sensitivity. They've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and full of greed. And then he says, but that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. So understanding we've all sinned, right? Paul writes, and with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Put it off. put it, Take it off. Like, do not continue to live in that. He says, put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. So put off the old self. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. And I love this, this uh, imagery that I have when I read this in verse 24 of Ephesians 4. Paul says to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So that was the, the text from which that I shared that night. And um, earlier in the week, uh, before I did that message, I asked around, and it's a pretty affluent church, and I said, does anyone have a fur coat I can borrow? <laughs> so I got a fur coat, and I used it as my prop that night. And what I pointed out was, is that and it was real real fur oh uh fox i believe goodness 
And um, I was like, this was a living creature. This was a living being. Um, beautiful, beautiful coat. Um, this was alive, but now it's dead. Mm-hmm. And what Paul is saying here is that we can, we have, because of the power of the cross, because of what Jesus has done for us, we actually have the authority to remove the old self, the dead self. Mm. We have the authority to do that. A lot of people are walking around thinking they don't have that authority. Right. You can yeah. actually take it off. Yeah. And then the struggle is, is that some of us, and sometimes several times a day. Put it back on. We go to the closet and we get that fur coat, our sin dead nature, dead, used to be alive, but now it's dead because mm. of Jesus. Yeah. And we put it on and we walk around in, in, in death. And, and then we wonder why, why do we have strife? Why do we have problems? Why is my pride a problem? Why, why uh, am I arguing with that person? Why am I, you know, all these things. Why do I feel like my prayers aren't going anywhere? Why do I, you know. Why do I not care? Why do I not care if people live or die? Or why am I not concerned if someone hears about Jesus or not? Yeah. You know, why do I think of other people and actually judge them and have hatred in my heart towards them instead of love and compassion for them? And it's because we're putting on the old self and we have been given the authority through Jesus Christ to, to take off the old self, to walk in our new mm-hmm. nature. And we're not doing it. No. We're not doing it. That's where I am right now. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right then. I mean, this is what this is where I'm, I'm. This is the motivation for messages in my heart for our church and for our people is to understand um, the work of the cross. Um, and so, you know, as we we talk about, we're moving to Easter. Yeah. What were we gonna say? Well, I I think you were actually gonna go there, so I don't want to steal your thunder. If mm-hmm. I do, sorry. Uh, it's okay. The be, thunder is, it's, we can, it right. can be loud and long enough to, for it just to. So what I was going to ask is, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, it's, it's the time of year to talk about the cross, but it is right. So, yes. so where does this go in your messages post Easter? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm praying. Yeah. I haven't been praying. I spent yesterday afternoon after staff and then I had lunch and um, had a couple hours before um, coaching Mallory's tennis team. And then I went home and I was, I was reading and um, looking at, you know, I kind of keep ongoing like notes, like in my mm-hmm. notepad and, and stuff, just of ideas and thoughts and scripture and references and things I've read and just like kind of looking for inspiration, um, which really, I mean, Holy Spirit. Um, mm-hmm. He's yeah. the one that inspires. He breathes into us. Um, but I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I have, I'm not like in fear and trepidation. I'm like, okay, God, whatever you got, what, yeah. do, what do you have for us? Um, um, yeah. And because, I mean, this is how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Uh, this wasn't the original series you had planned for this no, season. No, no. We were going to look at, um, we were going to look at that. Uh, it was the one series. Yeah, we were going to look at a, and, and we probably will get there eventually because it's a, I think it's a wonderful uh, um, possibility. It's also in Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. going up a little bit earlier in, in verses like 4 through 6 about how it talks about the church and how it's, we're one body, one one spirit, one, what is it, hope, Lord, faith, baptism, one God. So it's a beautiful yeah. Um, and it defines the church and who we are. 
Um, but yeah, we were, we had this down and, and then I was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta step back and, Mm -hmm. and, um, see what's going on. So, yeah. So God has given you a couple words for this year already. So gather. So the word, yeah. And then wake up. (laughs) Well, wake up, I think is sure. That could be a word. I feel like gather is kind of the overarching, like we as we need to see ourselves as the body of Christ, the family of Christ. We need to gather. We need to um that's important. Mm-hmm. Um and I think to me, like the you know, the wake up, you know, is kinda like, okay, now that we're gathered, let's wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. um that that's kinda how I look at that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could only see, Josh had been one into video, you know, do our, our podcast. If you could only see the time, we look at each other like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, yep. I, I think this would be a great podcast to watch. <laughs> well, listen, I want to read this out of Second Corinthians 5. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I shared this Sunday. I don't remember. Um, but this is all in, in regard to like you that did. sin nature and 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 what he did and why why can we take off the old nature like that seems impossible and you're right it is like on our in our own power in our own strength we cannot remove our sin nature i'm i'm gonna be a jack wagon like nonstop it w- without jesus christ that's I mean, just the way it is we're we're created yeah <laughs> like jack wagons <laughs> so it's like the sin nature jack wagons <laughs> This is what Second Corinthians 5 says. It says, He, Jesus, died for everyone. Everyone. So that those who receive his new life. So, see, there's, there's a reality in there, Josh. He died for everyone, but then there are those who actually receive the new life he brings. Right. We, we know this, but, but again, like... You know, I got to remind myself, I'm, I'm going through the drive-thru, I'm driving down the road, and, and someone's being a jack wagon in their car. Like, I need to remember Jesus died for that person and yeah. not just, like, like condemn them to hell, you know, like, because they didn't, you know, put on their signal or, you know, like, whatever, they're driving too slow. Like, come on, Shannon, get over yourself. I have a podcast we need to talk about <laughs> because of something that happened to me this past week. Uh-oh. But continue your point, okay. and then I'll go there. He died for everyone. Even the person that you want to talk about here in a minute on another episode idea. So that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. So imagine yourself going to the closet right there. You're looking at everything that you have in front of you to wear. And there's your old sin nature hanging on that hanger. And you could put that on in the morning, right? Words to talk about, we, we are clothed. Right? We, right, we're clothed in glory. We're clothed in righteousness. righteousness. But it says they will live for Christ, at who who died and was raised for them. That's the power, resurrection power. And then there's explanation, verse seventeen of Second Second Corinthians five. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. It's gone. That, that's the power of the cross. We got to live in this. This is the truth. Why do we struggle? We got to live into this. Quit putting on the old dead nature. We got to do this. This is what we got to do. Okay. I think you just made Cruella DeVille that much more evil. <laughs> she putting on she putting on the sin nature every day. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you're talking about another episode idea? Yeah. Uh, 
So I had an experience where I had a really bad uh, surface experience. Uh-huh. And I got, like, it was, like, bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. And instead of... Was it as bad as Ruby Tuesdays in Douglas, Georgia bad? It was Ruby Tuesdays in Douglas, Georgia. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to say that, but I've had a bad experience there, too. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and, it, and it was... Oh, my goodness gracious. Mama wanted to go. She wanted salad bar, so we went. <laughs> Is this recent? Yeah, it was last week. You shouldn't have gone. We just warned you. I know. Mama wanted a salad bar. <laughs> Mama, guess what she wants yeah, right now? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, But not only, mm. like, I can deal with bad service. Sure. What I can't deal with is ownership. Yes. Yes. We had the same conversation when we were there. It's and, like, just tell us. And I got mad. Mm, mm, mm. Was but, it a righteous anger or was it a Joshua that's, anger? That's what we, I, I know we've talked about anger before, <laughs> but daggum, I was so mad. Well, here's how you know if it's righteous or Joshua. Well, care got on to me. So. Well, so like if, if this all stirred up just because of inconvenience, mm-hmm. you know, if, yeah. if, if, in, if you were not, if you had received your food on time, there's still an opportunity there. To, anyway, go ahead and make your point. So, <laughs> sorry. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious. I want to talk about, and this be a podcast episode is like, and I know we've talked about righteous anger versus selfish anger, mm-hmm. but it's almost like we should give real world examples because I feel like that is one where I struggle with was I was I right or was I being selfish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I even went back and listened to part of that episode, and I still couldn't decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because like there are times where you just are fed up with what the situation that is happening, mm-hmm. and yes, that person is a, a a creation of God, but they're being a jackhole. <laughs> Mommy, what does jackhole mean? Nothing. That's just a Joshua <laughs> word. <laughs> You know, okay, this is going to sound hyper-spiritual, and I, I, I don't know if I should apologize for that or not, but because I understand your point very much yeah. so. But I do think that when we have to try to determine whether it's righteous or selfish and, like, to a I degree... I mean, that's where I landed on it. It's like, okay, God, fine. But, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think... Um, you know, there's an opportunity. Like, you know what? That was bad service. You, yeah. you got bad service. Um, they should have, you know, been like, hey, sorry, the kitchen's down. Or, you know, our mm-hmm. you know, our cook just, you know, walked out. So, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or, hey, I completely forgot to put in your order. I'm so, my bad. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Here's some free dessert or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then you go, you know what? what? But really, what's this? What's this about? Yeah. You know, like what's what's really at the root of it. Yeah. And, and for me, and I'm just gonna confess mine is I hate to be inconvenienced and I do not like incompetence. Yeah. It was I the incompetence. I stand incompetence. Aspect. 
And that that just pokes at my um, self-righteousness and pride. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Because I don't want to be incompetent. I don't want people to think I'm incompetent. So I try very hard not to be, or I at least try to be perceived not to be. And then when I see it in other people, I want to like flick them in the nose because yeah. I'm like, you should be a better actor like me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and hide your incompetence, which really is just, I'm just messed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and what it, what I, what I ultimately came up to is decide is because something that I've gotten asked a lot in everything that's going on recently, not, not by here, but like family and stuff like this mm-hmm. is why do you like, mm. I let a, a lot of things just roll off my back yeah. and they're like, why don't you stand your ground for these things? Mm. Or why don't, or why don't you be more vocal about your opinions as opposed to just dealing with it? Mm-hmm. And then so it, and this poor woman, oh dear, uh, she just ultimately got where, all right, there's enough people watching that have asked this question, mm. and I'm gonna stand my ground. Mm-hmm. Yep, you Tom Petty'd on her, didn't you? Yeah, you let her know. Yeah. So how, and maybe this is the actual, um podcast episode i'm curious about or Mm -hmm. i just need me and you need to talk about it (laughs) how do you show yeah christian love but also not able to stand your ground and show that you're angry without without Mm. uh yeah stepping on the christian walk that you're trying to walk um then that's when the the clarity of um I asked someone asked me a question one time. A pastor asked me this question one time because I was struggling with uh, what I saw in another believer, a leader, as um, just just concerning behavior, nothing like horrible, but just like ah. And I brought it to another pastor's um, attention, and they asked me this question. I've never forgotten it. I've shared it many times with other people. I asked myself this many times. But the question was this, is did God put that person in my classroom mm. in regard to correction or pointing something out to them? Yeah. You know, because in scripture it talks about you, you go to the brother or sister and you, and you point out their wrongdoing. But did God put that person in, did God put that server in, in a situation, in a moment where you actually could speak truth to them? Because if you just wanted to correct them because they did something wrong, what does that have to do? But as a believer... If you wanted to say, hey, this is what I noticed, and I think that you could, you know, be be truthful, be, you know, if you were being, if something they were doing was not right. I mean, there's a difference between bad service and someone who you're, like, concerned for their soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's really it. And if it's just about correction, I mean, listen, I, I f- don't, don't feel like I'm just preaching oh no 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 i I asked the question i do this too like i'll pull up an app real quick and fill out a survey Uh, and your husband is the king of uh, service well and that's who i've learned it from so he's taught me well but but i you know that's also that's anonymous you weren't talking about survey you're talking about like in the moment at the restaurant oh yeah with the family so i i don't know i i wish i had the best answer um grace is really good yeah um I just think it's a, a prayerful moment of is this is this worth 
Um, is this something that that person's going to walk away um, thinking about Jesus? Yeah. Well, she did not. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and that, listen, but that is so counterintuitive to everything you and I know. Yeah. I mean, everything. And we could get into a whole conversation about the American culture, the Western culture, the the expectations we have, um, you know, of if you go to a restaurant, you get this service and whatever. Like, that's, that is, we have an expectation for this. And, mm-hmm. and so it's so counterintuitive to go, okay, this person is providing really horrible service. How can I share Jesus with them? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that way. No, and and and, you I, know. and I mean, and and I, maybe your real question is, how do you express displeasure? Yes, um, with them without ruining your witness. Yes, yes, that's is yes. that is that the question? Yes. Um, I mean, I still think it goes back to, is it really important for us to express our displeasure? You know, I mean, I guess one of the ways you can express your displeasure is to go, we're not going to eat here again. You know, or um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever y'all were cooking or saying you were cooking in the back, we no longer want that. We're going to go, you yeah. know, um, and you, that's it, you know, mm-hmm. because then it's not, it's, it's not a kingdom thing. You know, it's a, I didn't get the food I wanted in the time I wanted it. Yeah. Or the food I got was not good, mm-hmm. you know, so. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was out of left field. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I mean, but I think that that's the real life stuff of, yeah. of a sin nature mm-hmm. that you're, that you just asked. That is the, Hey, I was doing pretty good. And then like, who knew, but I, I, you know, I, I pulled my fur coat out of my back pocket and put it on for a minute and acted like a jack wagon. I'm not saying that's what you did, but I think that's what happens a lot is yeah. we, we forget who we are in Christ and we allow that sinful nature to dictate everything. And I'm not saying when I when I say sin nature, I'm not saying like we're running out and and you know doing drugs and having affairs and you know going crazy and stealing and stuff. I'm just saying maybe we're prideful mm-hmm. or our patience is short or we're rude um, or we're selfish. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be these like things that they you know make tv shows about like you know and then he went and murdered everybody at ruby tuesday like that no he just was unhappy about the waitress <laughs> yeah i mean we definitely would have talked about it if that had happened so um but we do we we throw on the sin nature and and all this for me josh comes back to this like i just want us to be aware of it because if we're not aware if we're not aware of the presence of god if mm-hmm. we're not aware of what he has done mm-hmm. then how in the world can we operate in his power yeah. If we're not, if we do not keep in front of us that actually my sin nature is dead and hang and on a hanger, um, and and as long as I'm on this earth, <laughs> there it is, but it's dead. Uh-huh. If I don't keep that in the forefront of my mind, how in the world do I even attempt to walk in the new nature He's given to me? Because I'm just gonna keep going back and putting that on. Mm-hmm. That that's what this is where I am. This is what I want for our people. This is what I desire for our church is just for us to recognize this is the work God has done. And we're called to be, we can be a part of this and we get to participate in it daily. And um, it starts with us. It starts with us. And of course, you know me, I'm going to say, and then we need to go out. Um, but, but it starts with us, yeah. you know? And so that's the wake up mm-hmm. that I keep, you know, hearing and, and seeing It's like, we gotta, we need to wake up to this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, Personally, I've had kind of a, through 
everything I've gone through recently, uh, I feel like I have had a wake up call, an awakening. Yeah. 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 And it's more like, it's not like a switch flipped. It's more of like a yawn and stretch. No, 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 (laughs) no. Like you, (laughs) I would say that's how I feel (laughs) that, um, I'm not to the point where I'm proactive with, uh, how I'm dealing with things, but I'm very uh, reactive and cognizant of what I've done. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah. like I noticed that I like I did this as opposed to where before I probably wouldn't have thought two more two seconds about it. And I'm like God didn't really want me to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. I'm having awareness. A, yeah. A, a awareness moments. Yeah. And. I think I'm slowly transitioning into uh, proactive mm-hmm. thoughts with, yeah. with my faith and my actions. Oh, sure. But right now, I'm definitely, because of how um, kind of nonchalant I was for, I mean, probably a month, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm finally, the, the blinders I put on myself... Mm. Yeah. are slowly being taken off mm-hmm. because that's probably what I'm ready for. Yeah. 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 And and I, I think that's, that's, I, I don't know the, the inner workings or, you know, what people have written on, on how we deal with grief and loss and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the pain that comes with that and regret and all those things and just love, I mean, that we have for the person. I mean, yeah, just yeah. like, how is it that we respond? And, and, you know, you need to give yourself a little bit of grace in that. Um, I mean, that's I hope, hard. And I hope that you have because, um, because in the process, you're also being a, a parent to your parent, you know, yeah. a parents, mm-hmm. um, and taking on things that, you know, are, you're going, Oh, I'm having to help, you know, take on these financial and legal and all these other, uh, responsibilities. That, yeah. And so there's just a lot there, but, um, on, in the spiritual realm, I think that's, you know, that's just the Holy spirit ministering to you and saying, here I am, here I am. Yeah. And you know, and here, look at this and think about that. And you know, how did you, you know, like you said, like the replay, like, did I do that right? Did I handle that right? Could I done it better? You know, yeah. that's the Holy Spirit working in you. And, I, and I'm finally getting cognizant yes. of it, where mm-hmm. as before it was so overwhelmed by yeah, probably pure emotion. Numb. Yeah. Pink Floyd saying about that, yeah. comfortably numb. I like to, I talk about, um, if I were to write that, it would be, if I was a Weird Al Yankovic, let's bring it back to Weird Al, because this is where it all started. Um, uncomfortably numb is where I think I spent a good chunk of my life. And I was. I mean, I yeah. didn't realize it at the time, but yeah, uncomfortably numb. I think so. we end it there. I think that's we where we start end it. Weird Al, Pink Floyd. I mean, we, we start just, with Weird Al, we end with Weird that, Al. That's the way that works. So, hey, Porch Community, I hope that you heard something today of benefit, but uh, if anything, I just hope that what's stirring in my heart is stirring in yours um, and the desire to to um, recognize the power of God in your life and um, you you know what Josh and I were just saying like you want to wake up and you want to realize it and see it and live into it mm-hmm. it's a process it's a journey none of us have it all figured out but together uh, let's let's go on it together you know let's do that let's let's gather and, and do that together mm-hmm. so um, Easter 
Coming up, April, April 9th. 9th. Yep. Yep. Palm Sunday is this Sunday, April 2nd. Yes. I know spring break's starting, so we might have some people that are going off, but we or love coming this back. day. Or coming back. Yeah. Uh, but we, um, we love this day in particular with our kids because we have carried over tradition that I think many churches do with uh, with our palm processional, as it's yep. called, and that we get palm branches that don't stab children like we did a few years ago. Yep. Um, or myself, because I really hurt myself with some of those palm fronds. Did you? Oh, yeah. They were so spiky when I was they trying were, to hand they them out. They were spiky. Hurt. So we got some uh, much more um, child-safe <laughs> palms the last two years. But our kids walk through the auditorium and wave palms and kind of recreate that moment of... Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Um, so that's fun. Be, yeah. So we'll be doing that this Sunday on the second. And then on the ninth, we have three services that day. Um, we have our sunrise service. That's at seven mm-hmm. tentatively because of the way sunrise time works. Yeah. We well, we'll start at seven and we'll see what the Lord does with the sun. Yeah. So, but we've worked, we've looked at the, we've looked at the farmer's almanac that, you know, so we Googled yeah. the farmer's almanac. <laughs> We looked it up. And then nine indoors and 1030 indoors. Yep. yep. And in between the nine and the 1030, we'll have an egg hunt. With, 10 o'clock. That's right. Uh, as my friend Evan said, just a few thousand eggs. Just just a few thousand. Just no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's coming up. So we look forward um, to that. So if you have a church home, uh, go there on Easter. At the Porch Community Church. That's right. If you don't have a church home. Well, that. Come here. Yeah. And if we are a church home. Come everyone, here. everyone, come to the porch on on April ninth. <laughs> we want you here. We want you here. We want you to be here. Have fun. Gather with us. All right. All right, Josh. Thank you, and thank you, listeners. Um, thanks for hanging with us today. We look forward to seeing you this Sunday and talking to you again soon. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the One Sixty Seven Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.